This week on The Inches, I chat with Alex Chalmers over at Sporting KC to talk about how innovation is literally baked in to their DNA over at the club and with their ownership group and in corporate partnerships. Welcome to another episode of The Inches. I'm your host, Nick Lawson. Obviously the host of The Inches and creator of The Inches, but also CEO of a company called Squad Sports that helps teams uh, leverage technology and sponsorship. Now the goal of The Inches is to get as many different ideas, backgrounds, and stories from some of the great people within this industry and explore how technology is really shifting the way that we storytell, connect with partners, connect with fans, and really enhance that experience. Been on a little bit of a hiatus for the last couple weeks, um, but the next couple weeks will be amazing. I've been able to link up with a bunch of amazing guests, including Alex Chalmers, uh, who has a vast experience around many different sports, all the way from over in Europe to now here in the States with Sporting KC. And what's really interesting about this talk is how Sporting KC really has uh, innovation baked into their DNA. Um, Their ownership group um, works with um, a company that you'll hear about um, that really looks at innovating uh, data, uh, really looks at the tech side and bringing that value in. So, you know, a little bit different than some of the other teams we've talked about just because it's so baked in. Um, But really, I think a lot of good points for teams to kind of look at and say, hey, how much should we really bring in house? How much should we really control of the technology side of it. So really excited for this episode. Alex was a great host. And without further ado, here's my interview with Alex Chalmers, uh, who works in corporate partnerships for Sporting KC and MLS. Thanks so much, Alex Chalmers with uh, Sporting KC uh, for joining us this morning. For those you don't know, Alex is the business development manager over at Sporting KC, um, who's having a great season. So far, we were just chatting about beating uh, the Galaxy, which in the MLS is, is always seems like it's a big thing, but especially with some of their new players. So thanks so much, Alex, for joining us. Um, were you at yeah, the, great. Were, were you, yeah, were you at the game uh, at all? In, uh, for uh, I guess last night. No, watching it on uh, on Fox yesterday. So we, uh, uh, I had the, our VP was over there yesterday for some meetings in LA and and, and caught the game. But um, yeah, a good performance. Um, a lot of new faces this year who seem to be clicking together um, and, uh, yeah, top of the Western Conference and uh, moving forward in uh, 2018 MLS. So, um, so far, so good this season. Nice. Always, always good to be on the top of the table, especially for sponsorship and and partnerships, I'm sure. Um, Always. Yeah. So, you know, kind of just looking over your your journey a little bit, you've kind of been a world traveler, jumped around to a lot of partnership gigs. What kind of brought you to Sporting KC and over to the to the States to, to work on partnerships? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, my, my entire work life has been within sport industry, starting in, in sports research and then actually working for a uh, rights holder within motorsport in Barcelona, Spain, uh, a number of years ago. Um, I then shifted into agency from right holder to agency, um, where I was for eight years and predominantly focused around motorsports. So Formula One, MotoGP, World Rally on a global stage, um, but with a very much focus to South Asia, uh, India as well, uh, as uh, because of the rise in um, in 
companies of interest from a global perspective from those markets and the uh, and the way European companies were looking at sponsorship, which was effectively um, not having the money and resources to to outpay companies from India, China. So, um, yeah, then two years ago, we actually as a, a family moved over to the U.S. for um, and the reason was based on my my wife's uh, career moved to us uh, to the U.S. I was still working agency in an IndyCar, um, had opportunity to try and help the uh, St. Louis uh, team here uh, to try and get an MLS side, uh, oh. which um, unfortunately didn't happen, but um, I was developing a commercial platform for uh, St. Louis for MLS. Um, and uh, as that faded, um, I got um, uh, poached by um, Sporting KC, uh, brought over, knew a few of the guys there, and um, and I suppose as a as a Brit in the in the US and certainly working in soccer, I I, I laugh that it brings some authenticity to um, the the club, but I think it's also sporting is uh, it's as close to EPL teams as I've ever seen. I mean, it's uh, the stadium is is modelled on a few stadiums they've seen, and and I think the overall setup of the organisation and how they play is 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 very similar to. Um, good EPL and good European uh, soccer team. So uh, yeah, loving life with uh, with sporting in the MLS. Awesome. I mean, as as an American soccer or football fan, uh, it's always great to hear that you know our atmosphere over here is is starting to match up. That's great for the sport. Great for you know all the teams. Great for fans who like to like to attend games. So that's awesome to hear uh, to get kind of that stamp of approval. Um, you know, we, we had chatted about this before and, and I didn't even really know in depth on this, but Sporting KC kind of has innovation, uh, into its DNA with Fan360. Can you kind of explain the relationship there and, and chat a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So, um, I think it, and it stems from the basic answer of the, an incredibly progressive ownership group and, and of course, every sporting franchise, whatever the sport, is reliant on how their ownership um, works from from everything from a grassroots to the professional um, elements. Um, and I think we, uh, so our, one of our owners, Cliff Illig, who uh, then bought the club in 2006 and, and then went through the rebranding of, of what was then the Wizards into Sporting KC, uh, was then at the forefront of, of the redevelopment of our stadium, now Children's Mercy Park, um, but also uh, sort of realised the potential of using IT to enhance fan experience uh, and try to enrich sort of the relationships between sports business and its fans um, and therefore driving sort of value economic returns out of those relationships. So uh, from that side, created the company Fan360, um, they sort of uh, do a lot with uh, Vancouver. They work with the Etihad Stadium in the in the UK, in the UK, the US Open, um, and effectively our stadium uh, becomes the laboratory for all testing uh, to develop new fan engagement tools um, and sort of advanced segmentation and creating sort of easy and efficient sales management. So. It's it's absolutely fantastic for us as an element of, of that innovation um, to show you know how we are developing um, our you know the enrichment value for fans coming into games, but then also how we can utilize that for for partners as well from a sponsorship perspective. Awesome, and then yeah, you know on that sponsorship side for you all, how does 
how does that relationship help you tell stories to sponsors, fans, engage them, and kind of tie that into new business? Yeah, I, I, I mean, one of the things is, you know, as all clubs do now, it's you're you're getting so much data in, and and the question becomes, uh, what do we do with that data um, to to not only help customers, um, regular clients bringing in uh, sort of new customers and clients to to Stadia to watch, um, and then also with our partners. And I think, you know, from that side, we another change that we had this year was uh, sort of changed our, our entire POS system with, um, with Appetize. Um, and again, this is a sort of a very modern point of sale that's uh, sort of worked with, you know, some of the biggest sporting franchises such as the Yankees and otherwise. Um, so again, that's, you know, relatively qu- with quick service focusing around our retail, most merchandise and concession areas. So, you know, you're you're gathering data, and it's how how are you able to use it? How are we able to uh, focus that to, to help everyone? And, and, and you know, whether it's a, a QSR company who is a partner of ours, where we you know again, you're, you're because of the demographic that soccer hits, uh, we have a tendency to to always be quite of an interesting market to QSR companies because of um, uh, just being able to strategically hit that younger audience and family. So. Uh, whether it's a direct con- a branded concession stand where we're, we're utilizing and driving more data and traffic to, um, targeted segmentation of messaging in stadium, um, um, and, and you know utilizing how we do with work with partners on our commercial plaza or, or in and around stadium on a game day, and then also at all of our other facilities as well. So we're we're always trying to see you know what yes we're always gathering data but how are we able to use that efficiently and effectively to to benefit everything awesome and then you know kind of on the engagement side in stadium obviously you're you're collecting this data um but do you guys kind of tie that into um you know creating a better experience how does how does kind of the data drive the better experience for either fans or sponsors or you know the the other way around yeah, I think um, I, I think the one thing we we're passionate about as a club, and, and I think the one thing we've been able to always deliver is the experience. Um, and I think that the you know Sporting KC there was a study in the last three months that was done on um, uh, Kansas City being the soccer capital um, of the U.S. Um, a recent ESPN survey put us as the hardest. Um, uh, place to play for for away teams in the country. So, you know, you create that experience. You're creating the environment, the passion, the uh, everything that soccer as a sport um, has as its you know key uh, attributes. So, you know, we're we're doing that on a number of levels. Whether it be um, just the focus on how how fans come into the stadium. Um, you know, their seating, uh, you know, working with whatever through our ticketing partners or uh, local partners as to making sure the experience is, 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 you know, perfect for those who are, and, and as we still see, still attending soccer games for the first time. So mm-hmm. you're, you're um, you know, we've had now 107 uh, consecutive sellouts of our stadium, um, you know, dating back to 2011. So we, we have an engaged audience. Um, and it's and it's great to have that, but you've got to keep them engaged. You've got to keep them wanting to come back for more. And it's success on the field will always um, stem 
you know, and create that that experience. But at the same time, you've you've got to be um, giving people the right offerings from a from a food, from working with concession, working with ticket partners to, um, and again through our you know our sporting euphoria, which is our mobile app. So you know, ticketing is all done through through the app, uh, customized mobile platform, um, and um, you know. There are so many different angles to, to how we make you know the experience as effective as possible. Yeah, definitely. Now, kind of shifting outside of the stadium. In fact, this morning I just checked out your uh, your drive time presented by Toyota, which brings Kansas City uh, Sporting KC players into uh, a Toyota car, um, records interviews, all that. Sort of from that sort of digital side um how are you guys kind of pushing that content has that been a very good sellable piece of content to um to two partners is that something they're really looking for today yeah and i think it goes back i mean i mentioned previously on uh cliff illig and our ownership group as to how progressive they are and i think one of the things that they've looked at over the past is you know um over the i'd say the last 24 months of, of bringing things in-house um whether that be from a parking perspective or a security perspective or a concession perspective um and also then it was relating to um video content um perspective and, and that being able to then you know have the team to create this content in-house as well so um and and that's the the type of ownership here is it's like we can do you know it's people are great but we how can we find a way to do it better ourselves and once we have it under our control we're able to be able to utilize it in, in a more effective manner and i think the certainly our digital content um is being key i think we're we know okay fine yesterday we played galaxy in um um, a certain Zlatan uh, brought the highest ever figures for an MLS game last uh, uh, 10 days ago against LAFC. But at the same time, you know, we don't have a numbers of um, a, a player of a Zlatan or a, a market of an LA. We're, we are just Kansas City. So at the same time, when we're trying to approach national sponsors such as a Toyota, we have to be able to uh, differentiate ourselves against competition and against every other big market player in the US. So, um, and creating uh, unique content is, is certainly high up that list on, you know, what, you know, the Toyota drive time is a perfect example of, um, you know, a specific multi-platform piece that we have with a, a national player. Um, we do um, multiple other sort of a behind the shield series with Audi, which goes into a, uh, sort of a, a backstage look at a, a game, often with the focus of one player um, and sort of him even filming pieces, you know, whether that's uh, pre-trip on locker room uh, and in the round. So, you know, I think we're, you've, you've got to be ahead of the curve from a content perspective. There are There is so much content out there. And I think what we've been able to have is, is good content, consistent, early changing content, but also a very strong engagement level with our content and and that's all, uh, you know and that's the key it's, you might not have the the uh, numbers of a new york la market on a uh, facebook just pure likes but it's it's how you're engaging with that audience and if you've got a an engaging digital content you can utilize that by again creating this engagement creating this ex uh, um experience for fans to to feel part of the club
Yeah, no, what I love about kind of what you touched on there is, you know, obviously Galaxy, um, even, you know, Atlanta, they're going to have some of these bigger name players, uh, New York FC. But for, for, I wouldn't say small market, but kind of those, you know, non-big markets, uh, using social media to be able to reach a lot. You know, we had Ryan Norris on who chatted about when he was at uh, Manchester City reaching an exponential amount of people in a short amount of time. I think teams that facilitate this content are going to be able to reach a ton of people uh, without, you know, working smarter, not harder um, with this great content. And and I love that you guys bring it in-house to really make it kind of a part of your DNA within that piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, looking at the next five years, especially within partnerships, you know, technology is always changing, technology is always growing. What's really exciting you with some of the technology that's popping up uh, as you kind of roll into your partnership meetings and things like that? Um, Yeah, I think one thing that we've, uh, it's not necessarily new um, because it's been a lot of other major sporting teams have used it, but this year we've we've brought on uh, we've uh, sort of have a partnership with Tagboard um, from a in terms of increasing so, social amplification mm-hmm. uh, and and utilise that as a new revenue option. I think what we're you know it's the difference of uh, and, and having experience work with um, EPL teams and how they work from a commercial perspective. Manchester United and also now Man City apart um, because they're in a a different global stratosphere to every other team, but you know the U.S. approach to to sponsorship is um, is, is different. Your, your your total number of sponsors is going to be vastly more than than what the, the traditional um, you know, global um, soccer team is going to have. Um, you know we're we're pushing sort of seventy partners across um, all of the elements of our organisation. So. Some of the times, the, the, the need from a technology landscape is how can we look at um, new technology to almost give a new revenue option or a new asset that we're able to uh, commercially package to a new potential partner. Mm-hmm. Um, Tagboard has been one of those recently where we've obviously, um, and, and again, you know, it's sort of a 20 uh, times increase in social engagement. I mean, I think it's like average thousand percent increase in social mentions on a game day. So you're, uh, and that's literally just been uh, we implemented it at our first home game this year uh, in March, and it's uh, just been sold as an asset in the last uh, few weeks to uh, start from our upcoming home game this Sunday. So you know, it's uh, again you creating the, uh, and that's the side of from a technology. I think the league as well. We've just had the EMLS Cup in uh, esports mm-hmm. in Boston over the weekend. Um, you know, our, our player, unfortunately, he lost in the conference semi-final, so uh, did quite well. But um, you know, th- again, we're now trying to create um, a, an entire campaign around uh, esports um, and and, and utilise that around a lot of the assets that we have. I mean, if you when you take the numbers that are in e-gaming, um, you know, it's uh, it's phenomenal figures. I mean, you know, there are 100 million monthly unique viewers on Twitch um, and, you know, two and a half billion hours of gaming content watched monthly on YouTube. So we know that we have to, um, you know, it's a space that MS is getting into. Um, 
we're now seeing, right, how can we monetize that from a sponsorship perspective, whether it's creating uh, games with, uh, you know, we've had a beat the pro competition where um, uh, fans can play against our, our players or our, our professional player. Um, we have a, a, a pub in downtown Kansas City called No Other Pub, um, which uh, is a great event space, but also you can utilize for creating e-game events uh, in there. So, you know, it's another um, a bow to our, um, our, our asset pool this year that is, um, you know, changing that focus. It's right. It's not just traditional in-stadium, field-level um, hospitality suites. Those are always going to be vital. Um, but how are we going to now increase our overall sponsorship investment into the into the club? Um, and the only way we're going to do that is is one by renewing partnerships to a greater level, or two by bringing in new assets that we're able to then monetize. Awesome. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely not the first one to kind of bring up the the esports side, uh, especially you know the NBA just had their draft, um, MLS did just have kind of their tournament. Um, I guess I'll end with on the esports side. You know, are partners sort of gravitating towards that recently, or is it kind of a little bit too new for them? Yeah, I mean, there's been a huge uh, rise in sponsorships in esports over the last year. On if you take it from global, um, and I think I'd say probably a little bit more on e-gaming than specific esports. Um, you know, we uh, for the, this last MLS um, event over the weekend, and you, you you know, Sony PlayStation was a, pro, uh, a, a presenting partner with AT&T and Wells Fargo, so. There's been interest there. I think we, you know, we've hit it from, like, we're trying to create unique events that we can utilize that, whether it's at our new training facility um, where um, we do competitions with our players or, or, or uh, you know, on our commercial plaza, different things. So, you know, we've hit a lot of, you know, again, QSR companies kind of interesting places that have um, locations that we can take the environment to. Mm-hmm. Um but it, you know, it does hit a specific kind of target of, of industry sector. Um, so um, a lot of the players are also um, underage. So although it's obviously easy to get deals from a, um, a alcoholic beverage perspective in the U.S. relating to sports, you, you're 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 got you're having more restrictions in esports. Um, but it is a uh, it is I think it will become a, a greater. Uh, environment and, and greater option for partners um, as it continues. I think in esports, MLS esports, it's it's relatively new, um, but I think the momentum is is going to be changing in in the in the near future. Again, a great episode, great tips there. I just want to remind everyone again, this is another episode where esports is popping in as a big way where sponsors can integrate. This is five straight episodes that esports has been there. So that's one key thing to take away. Um, but again, what they're doing in, in their park, um, on social, with their brands, creating that video content is amazing. Um, that is really, really pushing. That is what's going to be key for partners as they're looking for digital assets and outlets. That's what's going to be key. Um, so again, a great talk. Really appreciate Alex for popping back out. Um, one of the new things we'll probably be end up doing uh, is after the season, 
uh, trying to get Alex back on and, and come back and chat about how the season went and some of their new uh, initiatives. So really excited about that. Thanks so much for listening this week. Again, we have a bunch and bunch of amazing people coming on uh, in the next couple weeks. So make sure you stay tuned and definitely, definitely please share this, get this out there. This content, these stories, uh, these initiatives, these tactics that these guests are are allowing everybody to hear is amazing, insightful, and I really appreciate it. Um, and it can help you change the trajectory of how you're selling to sponsors, whether you're a very, very small, small team or you're one of the biggest of the big. Um, so please share this around. Uh, get it out there. Uh, the whole point of this is to educate and create uh, you know, a, a better awareness of sports sponsorship and keep that, those assets as very, very valuable as they are for brands. So that does it this week for the inches. Appreciate you guys' time listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Until then, keep pushing the limits of technology in sports sponsorship. Mm-hmm.